if everyone did pickleball, the world would be a better place. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they'd have, they'd be happier. They get great exercise. It's socially interactive. It's amazing. I mean, I love my tennis and martial arts. Well, I see martial arts as a sport, as well as a personal development system. But I've never had so much fun in pickleball. I've never laughed so much in my life. This is the show. We talk to the big guns, got interesting people, and I got a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, we, I'm going to introduce you to John Gill. Welcome, John. G'day, Paul. How you going, mate? You notice John <laughs> speaks a little different than some of our other guests. Uh, one of the things I've looked forward to with getting John on the, on the show is he is a native Australian, travels the world, lives in the United States now, deep, deep, deep in the pickleball space. And he has a unique characteristic. John has been a world champion in martial arts, and I want to hear something about that. Uh, let's get started. John, how, how did you get to where we're sitting here? Tell me about martial arts and John Gill. I will, Paul. It's, uh, since 1998, I've been here competing in the martial arts world championships. I started with winning the American Black Belt Championships, and they gave me the confidence to stay on and then continue every year into the World Martial Arts Championships. And also there's like Winter Internationals in January and the World Champs are in Feb, in, sorry, end of June each year, which is coming up next week actually. And uh, yeah, it's just been amazing, just amazing journey for, you know, since 1998, over 25, 25 years, back and forward, back and forward, uh, competing and winning a lot of the world self-defense titles, which has been fun as an instructor in Hapkido and Taekwondo back in Australia. I started teaching uh, self-defense in 1985 at schools. And in 1987, I opened, uh, got into Grandmaster Sung Su Lee and became black belt with Hapkido and Taekwondo under awesome Grandmaster Sung Su Lee, uh, Korean Grandmaster. Fortunate to live in Sydney where I lived, so that was good. Good. And uh, I've been trained with him since the mid-80s. And then I got my black belt with him and started teaching Hapkido and Taekwondo with him from, the, from uh, 1987, 1988, from there onwards. So Very that's how it all happened then, competing. Sure. Very nice. And one of the things that I've found very interesting in the interviews that I do and the people that I've had on my show is, is give me your perspective on, on what from your martial arts background that is world class, so extensive, how has that incorporated in your pickleball game or is there any incorporation? Definitely the hand speed, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> like the reflexes, you know, uh, and also I think mental toughness. Um, it's just, um, and concentration. I was a bit hypo as a kid, so martial arts really helped me concentrate and uh, and focus, and which it does. That's and teaching it to the kids sure, these days. Sure. I've had ADD kids become. Mum became a doctor, you know, things like that. And the parents still thank me today. One another guy became an actor. A whole bunch of them have had successful lives through traditional martial arts. I'm not talking about jumping in the ring in the UFC and fighting somebody. I'm talking about traditional martial arts with respect. It develops focus, self-discipline, honor. And it's just, it's just a, just a amazing life, changing for many people. It's, it's really the world's best personal development system. Hmm, That's how I look at it. And yes, it's nice to know you can defend yourself. And yes, I had to do that one day in, against five guys in China, and it works. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, but not just that. It's just 
it's just amazing. The martial art, traditional martial arts is amazing. If taught by the right instructor, with the right, you know, you've got the Karate Kid thing with the Cobra Kai agros. There's not that many of those really around. Most right. of them are traditional and respectful and, and, sure. and do the right thing. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Now, you're here living in America. I've met you at different tournaments. I know you're very involved with the World Pickleball Association. Mm. Um, now, you developed that with hope of being that being a tool to develop uh, pickleball in the Olympics. Is that correct? Exactly. So what happened was, I married an American, Victoria, lovely, it was beautiful, and we married in 2017. Went back to Australia for a couple of years, back and forth, of course, tidying things up, and we officially moved here, back here, back here, she was already here, but back here, back and forth, January 2020. So I was meant to be teaching karate out of, or martial, Hapkido Taekwondo, out of Beverly Hills Karate Academy, and uh, also I wanted to get in the film industry with uh, my action, because I won the action star competition. We did, I did a short film, so I was hoping to get into acting and all of that as well. And uh, unfortunately, the disease called COVID-19, uh, have, have you heard of it? I did. <laughs> oh, corona, not, not corona beer, coronavirus. Um, so that happened and that kind of ruined everything. And uh, with my tennis background of 40 odd years as well, so tennis and martial arts, my, that's what I did full time, pretty much leaving school as tennis coaching and playing full-time, training in martial arts, and then then tennis coaching for about eight years full-time, and that transferred into martial arts uh, full-time. And I did both of them pretty much full-time for 25 years. And then the body said, oh, you know, yeah. could be a break. And then I went into financial, I got my degrees in financial services, financial planning, went into that kind of industry, but did that stuff part-time. But that was actually good because um, I didn't get burnt out. So that I was always excited to just teach part-time and I did a lot of charity work for the White Ribbon Foundation for the prevention of violence against women, free seminars, and uh, also the Australian government sent me to, uh, in 2019, to Solomon Islands for the prevention of violence against women and children there as international, you know, teaching all the moves and everything. And I've also got my YouTube, John Gill Self-Defense YouTube channel, stuff like that. But so, therefore, I couldn't teach martial arts here when COVID hit, so I discovered this game called Pickleball. Have you heard of that? <laughs> so now, so now, but now tell me about that. So, so what, how did you discover Pickleball, and, and how did it capture your attention? Through my friend Bobby Frederick. Bobby Frederick uh, introduced me. We were hitting some tennis over the years. He was the next uh, PE teacher and right into tennis, and then uh, getting here full-time. And that time he said, oh, come and try Pickleball. I said, what is that? You know, what, no, sure. fun, fun, now I call it a fun game with a funny name. But uh, it's, it was amazing, and I just took to it straight away. I think the combination of martial arts and tennis obviously helped. Obviously, you have to dial back a bit. You know, everything's less is more impeccable, isn't it? It's right. More of a softer game with some power. Tennis is more power with some soft. However, pickleball is becoming probably 50-50 now, and these paddles and everything, a bit more power as well. But you've got to pick the right ball, as you know to uh, increase the speed on. So, yeah, so I started playing locally at Seal Beach. Seal Beach, uh, was ten Seal Beach Tennis Centre, now it's Seal Beach Tennis and Pickleball Centre, just the cusp of Orange County there. And uh, that's where Orange County starts. And had my first game there. I, even after all those years of tennis, I got some lessons as well. And I got, you know, I thought, and Sue said, you don't need lessons. And I said, yes, I do, because Pickleball's still a bit different, you know. And sure. I got lessons of Gary there and other coaches. And then I did, sem I did clinics with Riley and Lindsay and, and Jay and, and Christine McGrath and all these different clinics I did as well. And then um, ended up promoting uh, Steve Peranto and Wes Gabrielson last year in Oregon for clinics. And they were fantastic. I learned a lot from them because they're former school teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that helps. And also my, 
um, you know, from teaching tennis and martial arts, then I, now I'm teaching obviously pickleball as well. And, I, and um, it's just transgresses, I think, how to teach. So I fell in love with it, played all the time. There's not much we could do then for work. Um, you know, wife is working, we'll do both through Uber Eats just to try and make ends meet during the pandemic because I couldn't teach the martial arts. Uh, and that, that was how it just played, played, played. And then I meeting everybody and I put on, well, I believe I was told it was definitely California's and someone else told me it was America's first external city versus city league. Uh -huh. So I thought, oh, let's get everyone together. So at the end of that year, 220, um, I got everyone together and we did teams. We had Seal Beach, Long Beach, Newport Beach, uh, two teams for Huntington Beach and South Bay LA. And for the cost of one tournament, they basically got three months of pickleball, yeah, playing nice. home and away, very home nice. and away, home and away matches. And um, yeah, the end result was Huntington Beach one defeated um, defeated South Bay LA in the final. I based it on my tennis uh, competition. We call it competition, not leagues in Australia. So I based it on home and away. So the same time every week. It was like Saturdays at twelve ish because it's hard to get the courts as in the morning as you know. So we did about twelve ish on Saturday, and then we went. You know, one time play there, they court, and next one theirs, and then we'd end up, it was a really fun league. It went really well. So now when you're doing that, um, one of the things that I've been anxious to hear from you on is what is the state of pickleball in Australia right now? Good, very good. Tennis Australia got behind it, so I think that's an important thing that, you know, instead of this tennis, <laughs> you know, you see this video sure. clips on YouTube about tennis players and, and pickleball players arguing. Um, I do both and I still do play tennis. So my twins were shoulder the other week, so I could take it a bit easy with tennis. But um, I think it's important that they, they coexist and uh, Australia is going well. It's, I actually uh, went to the Australian Champs, I went to my daughter's wedding last year and ended up getting the Australian Champs. And went in the singles. I played a lot of singles, but I got bronze in the, my age group for the highest level, four, four, four o plus, and that was fun. Played some really good guys who are all tenor, ex tennis players sure. as well. And you, I've seen a lot of them around through tennis, and you a lot yeah. of them, and they're very good singles players. But as you know, doubles is a different kettle of fish. So, are you seeing are you seeing any similarities to the growth in America, or is it uh, is it regional, or are there specific markets that that it's taken off in, or is it just across the board? Yes. Well, I was um, I was there for end up being a three week trip to two and a half months. So I unfortunately, got tinnitus of the well, I couldn't and I, of the eardrum, and I couldn't um, I couldn't fly back, so I had to stay there for a while. So I ended up playing with them a lot and getting to know everybody there, and particularly Sydney, where I'm from, and um, and and uh, and they, yeah, they, it's 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 growing well. It's it, they've got associations and everything, and they got tournaments. Obviously, Australian champs is around the October long weekend, they call it every year, and have other tournaments. And obviously, it's a population of 25 million compared to, what, 360 or something in America. So, it, but I think percentage-wise, being a tennis nation as well, sure. as you know, US Open's here, Australian Open's there, I think that'll transgress into in bigger and better, and Tennis Australia definitely promoting it as well. So I see a huge future in Australia for pickleball. And I'm going to take my World Pickleball Association Championships, my WPA World Championships, to Australia uh, probably next year as well. And so now how does the World Pickleball Association Championships work? What is similar or different about other major tournaments? Okay, well, I mean, I've put on tournaments already. I've put on 14 tournaments in the last year and a bit, okay? So it's, that's where it all started. People, after my put on the league, John, you should put on tournaments, you do a good job. Okay. I'll go for it, and I, I, I started um, 
tournaments about over a year ago now, and I also do these uh, duper pickle and pickle and pizza tournaments. So that that's how the beginners can get into the tournament scene, and we have pizza afterwards sure. and they can get duper rankings. So yeah. I've done one of those. I've got another one coming up in Long Beach soon as well. So uh, yeah, it's just just um, the World Pickleball Association. I just thought of it as a, as a company and 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 just to really the Olympic dream was. I thought this game's got to be in the Olympics. This game has to be in the Olympics. And then, of course, which some of you don't know about, Australia 2032 is, is, is Olympic Games. Obviously, we've got LA 2028. Yep, yep. But a lot of people are saying that's a bit early to get it as a full medal sport. There may be a chance of a demonstration sport, or we'll just do our own anyway. When all the people come and visit, we'll do our own demonstrations and, and, uh, and get people involved from overseas. And then hopefully Australia 2032, either as a demonstration or a main sport. Now, we have had a number of different groups. I've interviewed some people who are, are trying to make efforts to, to impact the uh, US Olympic or the International Olympic Committee. Have you worked with any of them? How, is there any kind of collaboration going on in this, or is it individual efforts? Not yet, but my student, just told me the other day, he's friends with one of the Olympic Committee guys in Australia. So he's gonna hook us up, he's coming in July. So I'm gonna meet with him as a start. He's on the Australian Olympic Committee. Sure. Um, I don't know, even with my sporting background, I was kind of tempted to uh, apply for a, an Olympic Committee position if there is any available on the, on the you know, yeah. international committee if, uh, with my martial arts and tennis history, which has been pretty good and uh, now pickleball. So I'm hoping maybe I can, might be able to get on the board if there is a vacancy. Yeah. Uh, or at least have some connections with those people. I, I think this is this is the problem with. Okay, so there's not enough tournaments around the world. So I do want to take it into Asia and uh, Europe and UK and everything eventually with my World Pickleball Association. That's fine. But what we need to do is um, we've got to get we've got to get more, obviously more people playing around the world and have the Olympic Committee realise that if there was an Olympics. Right, because well, the issue now is that what they think they're probably well they're probably thinking oh it's just American dominated that means America will get all the medals no because as you know the college tennis system here Jay from you know Jay Deville from you know France and sure, Catherine everyone sure. from all these different Simone Brazil everyone's from different countries not everyone but a lot of them from different countries because they came to the college tennis system right maybe it didn't quite work out in tennis as you know pretty got to make top 100 or so in the world to be a pro tennis player make a lot of money so they went to pickleball so there is a good selection from those people it doesn't the selection doesn't have to come from the people that live in that country right they can be living here but they still represent brazil and you know and france and all these other countries so i think it'd go really well i think there's a usa versus the rest of the world tournament later in the year as well so sure. that'd be pretty cool yeah and a ppa arranging so I think if the Olympic Committee see that and see footage of stuff like that and understand, oh, okay, it might be mainly in America and Australia and gradually, but there's a good selection for Olympics from, these, from the people who've done the college system here. Now, I have, uh, I've been told or I've heard that there are a number of Asian countries, India particularly, that is really showing interest in pickleball yeah. and they're getting large numbers. Um, now, hasn't there been an Asian world Pickleball championship. Yes. Yes. And so there. So, uh, do you have any sense of what's going on with those in Asia, where you're almost Asia? Yeah. Well, Australia, Australasia. <laughs> it's a mixture yeah. between the two. Um, well, yeah. They've got 
they've got definitely got tournaments already there, and they've got associations there and everything, which is great. That's fine. Um, um, I think we all got to live together and work it together. Sure. Not I'm this and I'm that and you know, whatever else and things like that. But I just want to bring the world together in more than a lot of ways. But I think pickleball is a great way of doing that. So yeah, there's, there's, they're over there now um, doing a lot of good stuff as well. So we're just going to, and there's different federations and things like that. Um, but I think we've got to come together and, and unite to the Olympic Committee and probably write a joint letter or something and explain Now, have it. you, uh, with, with all of the things that you've done, you've been involved with these in, in, in martial arts, uh, things that have big international uniformity. Is there any thoughts or ideas, or have you seen anything happening that way that might bring the whole world of pickleball together? Is there anybody working on that? Well, as you know, Steve Kuhn mentioned the other day, one of the interviews, he's, he's awesome, what, what his contribution, and, and Connor as well for the you know, PPA, fantastic contributions. Everyone's trying to bring the world together. I, I'm, I, because I teach self-defense, right? I have this safe seminar, you know, self-protection, anti-bullying, fitness empowerment, right? I've also formed the safe foundation for the prevention of violence and homelessness. So as I said on another TV interview, up in Oregon when I put on a tournament, I want pickleball to be known to help the homeless. I actually deliver food to the homeless. So when we're out doing Uber Eats all those years ago and different things, and, and even recently I just pack food in and always give it to the homeless as I'm going through and we're helping individual people what we can. And um, also we've got a young lady, Jennifer, and her two kids that you know need some help. So I've put a GoFundMe page together for her to try and help. Uh, and um, so at the moment it's like individuals, but I'm forming the safe foundation. I've actually done it as a non-for-profit. I've just put it together as an official non-for-profit. Mm -hmm. And the ultimate goal is to build a health and sport resort for the homeless, the vulnerable, and those who need some help. Those who are facing hardship, whether it's financial hardship or mental hardship. As you know, there's a lot of mental, mental uh, sure. issues and, sure. and, and problems. Pickleball, and as Steve Coote said the same thing, is helps you mentally. It makes right. you happier. Now, I've always been a pretty happy guy, if you ask anyone that knows me. And that, I think it's through sport. I think it's all the endorphins. <laughs> the endorphins over the... I've never had to drink. I never have alcohol in my fridge. I'll have the odd beer if I go out, but I certainly won't drink. I'm mainly driving, so I never go more than sure. one or two. I don't, we don't have alcohol in our fridge. I've never had drugs. I don't, you just don't need that stuff when you do sport. So the idea is to get the homeless into something like pickleball, which is easy to learn. Right, and also teach them the self-defense, the empowerment for the self-defense as well, non-contact, easy to learn as well. And we're hoping they'll get their mental health better through that. Very nice. So we're looking for somewhere between LA and Vegas, and there's plenty of land there, as you know, it's desert, where we put a, we put a swimming pool and pickable courts, right, on there. And eventually probably build uh, one, you know, units, they can, apartments they can live in. But initially maybe RVs, if anyone's got the RVs they want to donate, have them living in RVs yeah. until we can build the, you know, the first thing would be the swimming pool and because they've got to, or showers and you know, toilets, obviously, uh, restrooms, you guys say, so things like that. So we're going to build all that first, but, um, and the building as far as apartments will come later, but at least RVs or, now, isn't that better that they live in an RV or a tent what, on a place where they can have a swim, have a shower, get some food, and play sport, right? And also we're going to help them medical. I've got a guy in Vegas that runs medical centres, so he's going to help with the medical side of it for them as well. So as a, you know, a non-for-profit, they're helping the, yeah, the homeless nice. as well. Very so nice. that's my ultimate goal, 
and um, you know that's that's where we're really. And my friend H, you know H Harold, he's he's getting involved. He's the one that thought of that originally. I, I'm there going to compliment. He thought that idea originally as the place. I've always wanted to help the homeless. I'm delivering food, and he said, "Why don't we get a place where they can actually be?" Very nice. And I and as I deliver food to the homeless, I do talk to them. And I said, if we had a place like that, I explained it to them with sure. sport and health and fun, they, would you come? They get, they come. Yeah, yeah very nice. So very nice. Um, that's better than living on the streets. So of course. On of LA, course. Orange sure. County, and all these other places around America. So if every city did something like that, and the, with government and corporate support, I think it, it's, it's going to work. But it needs the money. It needs the, the government and corporate support. And we'll, put, we'll teach them pickleball for free. We'll have, I'll teach them self-defense. We'll do all that stuff. They need some financial education. Uh, they need um, to get, you know, clean up and get their life together sure. and be happy, happy on sport and having fun and then natural endorphins and then get back in the workforce from there. So now when, when you, you're thinking about all of the, these different tangents that you're involved with and, and interests that you have, in your fantasy world, what would you, what would pickleball be? What would you like to see happen that you think could make a significant difference for the whole population everywhere? If everyone did pickleball, the world would be a better place. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they'd have they'd be happier. They get great exercise. It's socially interactive. It's amazing. I mean, I love my tennis and martial arts. Well, I see martial arts as a sport as well as a personal development system, but I've never had so much fun in pickleball. I've never laughed so much in my life in the last three and a half years since I've been doing pickleball. Very nice. And I'm a happy guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I say to my tennis friends, can you guys lighten up and have a laugh? Otherwise, I'm going to pull you off the tennis court and make you play pickleball so you can have some laughs instead of yeah. throwing the rackets and carrying on. And still don't like people throwing pickleball paddles either. It's not yeah. good either. But generally, they don't, not that many people do that compared to tennis players. I just don't. It's meant to be fun. This stuff's meant to be fun. Yes, and sir. I, the only issue is um, professional uh, pickleball. Um, they're going to play for more money now, and there's gambling. They need lines people. They, I'm actually going to look at becoming a referee as well, uh, help out in that regard. But because um, I referee my own tournaments as well. Sure. So uh, I, they need, think they need lines people for the professional matches. Just even at least the baseline, and, and maybe the two. He can watch this, whatever, you know, just, just there's a few dodgy calls. I filmed a few of them in slow motion when I watched yeah. Pickleball, and I yeah. said, oh no, that's not yeah. good. I mean, I, except outside of center court, because at least you can appeal. So I'm just saying that's what needs to be done at the professional level. But generally, for everyone, yeah, uh, Steve Kuhn mentioned his interview schools start from the grassroots. So if he, we get him into schools at a young age, having fun and, sure. and sport, sport's critical. I think sport's critical. I mean, we've got to get. <laughs> It's, the, it's just natural endorphins, you know. It's just, if people do sport, are happy from that and, and have, live a healthy lifestyle, they're not going to need drugs or cigarettes or alcohol here, here. or anything yeah. like that. So this is the issue. You've, and, you know, I teach self-defense, right? And I'm telling you now, most of the violence is caused by excessive alcohol or drugs. Normal right. people don't just go and bash somebody. Right, right. Yeah, for uh, sure. Really. For sure. It's, you find out all the time, you watch the courtroom drama stuff, half the people in jail probably even know what they did because they're on drugs. Right. So you've got to get them off that kind of stuff. You don't need that stuff. You don't need it. There's a natural endorphins. I, do, I try and do everything naturally. Sure. I don't even like to take headache pills. I don't like taking any drugs if I can, if I, you know, it saves your life. Sure. But I haven't been in that situation sure. yet. But 
um, I just think everything natural and sport, sport, and pickleball is the perfect sport of all time. I think it'll be the biggest sport in the world, playing-wise and watching as well. Yeah. Without a doubt. Easy to learn, cheap, cheap to start. I mean, tournament's going to get a bit expensive, but that's understandable because they're trying to pay pros and whatever else. But if you don't go and tournament, that's fine. But even then, I'm, just, I'm trying to keep my tournaments a bit lower now so people can you know, just pick pits and pickle things for like $45 and they get uh, duper points and they get pizza afterwards all included. So I'm trying to make it more accessible for people to get duper sure, points. Good idea. I think duper's great. Thanks again to Steve Kuhn. I think that's fantastic. I think it's important to have a one system overall because I've put on some USA Pickleball tournaments as well as other ones and I just yeah I just uh, I think the UTP I think they're starting to go to one system I believe and it should be duper and um, I think he's done a great job with that as well and I can see his passion as well and Good. Connor with the Pardo with putting on but two Connors there for the uh, for the PPA has been fantastic um, you know Ken Herman great job with the APP as well and, and more people the better I see them as we all work together not as my competition against yours or I don't want my people going to your tournaments and my, you know what I mean we all work together sure and make it a, just a fun happy sport grandma's playing with grandkids how cool is that yeah, yeah. how cool is yeah. that what other sport can you do that you know. So as we're as we're getting through this, we've covered a lot of cool things. One of the things that I would really be interested in your opinion on is is what would you like to see happen in Australia or Eurasia or Aust Australasia? Australasia combo um, that would contribute to the world's position of pickleball. Well. Um I got Riley there for a start, Riley Newman there, by doing video ads and helping. I went to go with him, but then um, COVID hit and we couldn't go. And then he, he went this year and I couldn't go back after being stuck there for two and a half months. So I had to get back to work back here. So he, he did a great job there. They loved him. Right, so he Australia. had a good experience. Riley that... Newman had a fantastic experience yeah. in Australia. And he thought, yeah, it's good. And I said to him, I said, well, do you reckon we could get a, you know, PP, PPA could put on a... Um, could have put on a tournament. They said, yeah, they're probably about two years away. I said, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, probably a lot of... Two years away for a, for... a lot of distance to travel pros to... Yeah, yeah, it is. But you get local pros from Australia as well. Sure. If you could... If the, if the... I mean, I'd love to have a WPA around every country, but, you know, the, the PPA is fine. They've just done such a great job. If they can get in other countries, I'm happy to help them and do what I can. Cool, cool. But I, I just think it'd be good to have a pro events, and it, like the tennis players do. So... Yeah. Um, and it'll probably get to that eventually where sure. they travel and play for bigger money. But at the moment, most of it's in America, obviously. But um, Australia is getting bigger. We've got Dave the Badger Weinbach. If you haven't checked out Dave the Weinbach, Badger Weinbach, he's, he's sensational. Number one senior pro in the world, absolutely the goat of senior pro, greatest of all time. And he's a great teacher. So I'm going with him next year. We're taking a tour to Australia. Paul's coming too. And so, so it's 28th of December to 20th of January. Yeah, and you yeah. can see, check that out on the, the World Pickable Association.com slash tours. And Very it's all nice. about the tour, bringing Americans across yep. for a start to see Australia, play with Australian pickleballers, and we'll do a clinic, Dave and I teaching clinics every second or third day as well. And if your partner's not in pickleball, which is hard to believe, they can go shopping or do what they want, <laughs> give you a credit card. If they don't, they don't have to do pickleball to come to the tour. Sure. But it's just more appropriate that it's pickleball. And we finished with five days watching the Australian Open Tennis. How cool is that? John, I can't hardly wait. Yep, Paul's in. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you we were going to have a great interview today. John Gill, 
our our own crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Kung Fu Roo as well, by the way. Kung Fu I even Roo. have a suit, Kung Fu Roo suit. Right. During the pandemic, I was dressing up and doing some pretty funny things. But <laughs> Very nice. <laughs>